If somebody does not want to bring up all of his produce, which is Maishasheni to Yerushalayim, he is allowed to redeem it first onto money and bring out the money to Yerushalayim. Now when he gets to Yerushalayim, the ideal way to spend the money is on animals which can be bought as the carbon shlomim, and then you would eat the carbon meat after it has been bought in the Beis HaMikdash. Now you're allowed to redeem the Maishasheni money onto any food, but the best and most ideal way to spend it is on Karbonus, which you will bring in the Beis HaMikdash. Now the mission tells us, When who buys an animal for the sake of offering up as a Karbon Shalomim, or if he buys a more wild animal, which is not fit to be bought on the Mizbeach, and therefore lives Taiva, he's bringing it as meat for his own desire, meaning he'll slaughter it himself and eat the meat himself without bringing it as a carbon. So if that's what one buys with Maishasheni money, there might be a slight issue. Because if you buy an entire animal, not the whole animal is edible. For example, the skin, which can often be a very valuable part of the animal, which means that a lot of the money which you're spending on the animal is for the non-edible part of it. And so the question of the Mishnah is, what is the status of that skin of the animal? Do we consider it to be Maishasheni, such that he'll have to buy something else for whatever worth the skin is, in order that the amount of Maishasheni money which he bought up will be spent on food? Or do we say that the skin is just considered a secondary part of the animal, and even if the Maishasheni money was partly spent on the skin, that is not a concern, and you don't need to buy something else instead of the skin? So the Mishnah says that indeed we go with the second option, the skin is considered chulin, which means it is unsanctified, it's not considered Maishasheni, and therefore you do not need to buy anything else instead of that in order to eat as Maishasheni. And the reason again is because it's considered totally secondary to the meat itself. And the Mishnah says, even if the value of the skin is more than the value of the meat, even in that case, it is still considered secondary to the meat. The main purpose of your spending the Maishasheni money was for the meat, and therefore the skin is not of a concern. Similarly, closed jugs of wine, in a location where the general custom was to sell jugs of wine when they were closed, meaning people didn't come with their own jugs and fill up wine and buy only the wine. Rather, it was normal to buy the bottle or the jug of wine together with the wine. So because of that, once again, you're not buying the jug. Your main purpose is to buy the wine. It happens to be that in that place, the wine is always sold with a jug. But the jug is just holding the wine, and therefore yotzakankan Again, that jug, that container of wine, is considered chulin, and you will not need to buy other food or other drink in place of the jug. And now the Mishnah brings another similar case for Gozim Ashkedim. Walnuts and almonds, Yotsu Klepein their shells would also be considered Chulin if they are bought with Maishasheni money, because they are just the shells of the nuts, and certainly the primary thing which you are buying is the nuts themselves. So you do not need to spend the value of the shells on other food in order to eat that as Maishasheni, rather you are allowed to spend that Maishasheni money on the nuts as a whole, even if part of the money is going towards the shells, since they are considered secondary to the actual nuts. Ha-temed. Temed is a mixture of water together with dregs and sediment of wine, which is the hard bit of the wine left in the bottle, and that was often mixed with water in order to produce some sort of wine which was diluted. Now just by mixing them together, the temed was not considered wine automatically, rather it would be considered water with the taste of wine. 
But once it's left for a long time, then it ferments and the process of wine being created occurs until it has the status of wine. So the Mishnah says, before it goes through that process of turning into wine, and so it's not really considered alcoholic yet, it cannot be bought with Maiseshani money, because it's just considered like water which has the flavoring of wine. But Umshahmitz, once it has turned into wine properly, only then the Kolchesemaisa can be bought with Maiseshani money, just like regular wine can be bought with Maiseshani money. Mr. Dalit, as we mentioned, ideally one should spend Maiseshani money on Korbonus, specifically Korbonus Shalomim, and bring that on, on the Mizbeach and then eat the meat afterwards. Now it is permitted to spend it on other things, but ideally it should be spent on Korbonus. Now in order to encourage people to do that, Midirabonon, it's forbidden to spend Maiseshani money on animals which are fit to be bought as Korbonus and not to bring it as a carbon. So for example, you would not be able to buy a sheep with Maiseshani money unless you bring it as a carbon. And in fact, the Rabbon went so far as to say that if somebody does so, the entire sale is invalid. Begins the Mishnah. One who buys a wild animal for the sake of bringing it as a carbon shalomim, and he buys it using Maiseshani money, well, a wild animal cannot be bought as a carbon. So if he buys it with the mind to bring it as a carbon, then that is not a use of Maiseshani money to spend it on an invalid carbon. Or, and this is going to be our case which we explained before, Behemoth is Vasai Taiva. If he buys a non-wild animal, which is fit as a carbon, but he buys it not for a carbon, beside taiva, which means he's bringing it only for his own desire, and he will not bring it on the mizbeach. Says the Mishnah, the entire sale is invalid, and the skin does not become chulin, and what that really means is the entire animal becomes chulin, or more precisely, remains chulin. Chulin means it is not considered maiseshani, it hasn't got sanctity, and the point of the Mishnah is, since the entire sale is invalid, the animal does not gain the status or the holiness of Maiseshani, and the money would really remain as Maiseshani money, as if the sale never occurred. Continues the Mishnah now with another case which is opposite to the previous Mishnah, and that is, if somebody buys Kadiyayim Suches Estumais, open jugs of wine or closed ones, and when we say open jugs of wine, that means that you would bring your own jug to the shopkeeper, and you would just buy wine from him, and he would pour the wine into your jug. Whereas closed jugs means that you buy the entire jug with wine from the shopkeeper. So if you do either of those, but it's in a place, it's in a location where the general custom was to sell it as open jugs, meaning people would generally bring their own jugs and they would only buy wine from the shopkeeper. So that means that if somebody buys from the shopkeeper both a jug and the wine, even if it's bought as one and the jug is closed, we view the wine separately to the jug. Since generally the wine is sold separately, only the wine is sold, so in that place the wine is always considered separate to the jug. Which means that if you buy wine in the jug, we don't consider the jug to just be chulen and just a secondary part of the wine, rather we consider it as a separate purchase to the wine. So really what you're doing is spending Maiseshani money on a jug. Now the jug is obviously not edible, which means that the amount of money spent on the jug needs to be spent again on other food, because that is not a legitimate way of spending Maiseshani money. In the previous Mishnah, since wine was always bought with the jug, so the jug is just considered, you know, part of the wine. But you're buying wine over there. Over here, since the jug was not considered the same part of the wine, it wasn't always sold with the wine, so it's considered a separate purchase from the wine, and as such you need to spend that amount of money on other food to spend with the Maiseshani money. And on a similar note, Sali Zesim Sali Anovim, 
Baskets of olives or baskets of grapes which are bought with my shiny money. So if they are bought im hakli, with the container, with the basket, since olives and grapes are usually not sold in a basket, the basket is considered separate from the olives or grapes. Which means that the amount of money spent on the baskets needs to be re-spent on other food, because spending my shiny money on baskets is not a legitimate way to spend my shiny money. So the Mishnah says, We do not consider the value of the basket as chulen regular unsanctified produce, rather we consider it as if you bought it with my shiny money and therefore you have to spend other money on other edible food and eat that as my shiny. Mishnah hey, the Mishnah now discusses different foods which the entire food cannot be bought with my shiny money and the consequence of somebody who does spend my shiny money on these foods. Now it's learned from Pesukim that my shiny money can only be spent on food which grew from the ground but has since then been detached from the ground. So the mission says, one who buys water or salt with my shiny produce, excuse me, my shiny money. So the original my shiny produce was redeemed onto money, and the money was spent on these things. Or if it was spent on produce which is still attached to the ground. Or produce which is not able to reach Yerushalayim while still being edible. For example, if it will decompose or get moldy. By the time it is brought up to Yerushalayim, again, that is not a fit way to spend to spend my shiny money, since it has to be spent on something which can then be eaten in Yerushalayim. So if one does spend my shiny money on any of these things, then no those items of food do not acquire the status of my shiny, which means that the money also remains my shiny money, and therefore the buyer should really give back those items of food to the seller and the seller should give back the money, and he should go and buy something fit to be bought with my Shani money, with that money. Now the halach is that once one redeems my Shani produce onto money, that money can only be spent in Yerushalayim itself. The Mishra discusses now what happens if somebody buys produce with that money, but he buys it outside of Yerushalayim. Halokeach Peres, one who buys produce, and again we're referring to somebody who spends my Shani money on produce outside of Yerushalayim. So Shoigeg, if he did it by mistake, for example, he didn't realize that it was Maishashani money, in such a case, the entire sale is void because it is called a Mekartotus, a sale which is based on misinformation, on some sort of mistake, and therefore the money has to be returned to its original place, meaning the seller has to give back the money to the buyer, and the buyer needs to give back the food, because had the buyer known that it was Maishashani money, he would not have done the sale because it's forbidden to spend my shiny money outside of Yerushalayim. So because it was a Mekach Ta'os, it was based on a mistake, the sale is invalid. However, Mazid, if he did it intentionally, he knew it was my shiny money, and nevertheless he still bought the produce outside of Yerushalayim, so the sale is certainly valid. And so Yalvi Ochlu Bamokim, he should bring out the produce and eat it in the place in Yerushalayim. The Torah refers to Yerushalayim as Mokim, the place. But now if in a mikdash, if there's no Bez HaMikdosh around, then your kovu, he has to allow the produce to rot. Now the simple question to be asked here is why can't he just redeem that produce back onto money and then just spend the money on food which he's allowed to spend my shiny money on? And the answer is very important. That the whole idea and concept of redeeming my shiny produce onto money was only ever said by the Torah with regards to the original my shiny produce but not with produce which was itself bought with Maishashani money. The Torah never talked about redemption of that produce, and therefore it cannot be redeemed. 
Now, the reason why it cannot be eaten as it is, is because after the Mishamidosh was destroyed, people became far less aware and careful about the laws of Tumah and Tahara. And because of that, the Chachom said that it was no longer permitted to eat my Sashani as long as the Mishamidosh was not there, since people would not be careful about keeping it pure. So because it can neither be eaten nor redeemed, the only solution is to allow it to rot. Mishnavov, Halukiach Behema. One who buys this time an animal using my shiny money, but he buys it outside of Yerushalayim. So if Shaygeg, if he did it by mistake, he didn't realize the money was my shiny money, then the entire sale is considered a mekach ta'us, a sale based on misinformation and a mistake. And so the sale is invalid, so its money needs to be returned to its place, and of course he will need to give back the money to the seller. Mazed, however, if he bought the animal intentionally, he knew that the money was my Sashani money. So since the animal is something which can be bought with my Sashani money, it's just in the wrong location, it does gain the status of my Sashani, and therefore, he should bring it up and it should be eaten in Yerushalayim. However, once again, Vimein Mikdosh, if there is no Besam Mikdosh standing, then he can't eat it since one is not allowed to eat my Sashani after the Besam Mikdosh was destroyed, and he can't redeem it since that which is bought with my Sashani money itself cannot then be redeemed onto money again. And therefore, you'll have to wait until it dies, and then Tikorai De Oira, it needs to be buried together with its skin. The entire animal is forbidden to benefit from, since it has the holiness and sanctity of my Sashani.